You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. So have you, have, you ever, have you ever played golf? Are you a golfer? No, I have not. You know, I, I admit that. It's like the band tees and they're like, what's your favorite song? And you're like, oh, I, I got this at Target. <laughs> That's me. That is actually a great <laughs> reference. That is a great parallel. Although you're wearing one of my favorite golf brands, a dear friend of mine, a Zoe member, yes. Mr. Stephen Malvin. And it's an interesting story how you got the shirt. But I also, it made me think, like, did you, are you a golfer? You're not a golfer. I'm not. What are you, what do you do? Do you, are you an athletic person? Do you work out? Um, do you? No. Do you dab in the sweat? Do you, do you, you don't do that? You know, I would say that like maybe every few months yeah. I'll like run like three quarters of a mile. Three, <laughs> three quarters. These are, these are, this is not good. No, April, I know. This definition hey, um, is not good. Okay. In high school, I did musical theater and like dance sometimes. You were a theater kid. <laughs> I was. You're a theater kid in a golf shirt. This, these two things should not go together. But you know what? That's what serving God will do for you. It's what it does. It puts you in proximity with people that you never would have talked to before. Amen. A theater kid and a podcast host. Wow. Welcome, everybody, to Leadership Lean In. I am joined by the trusted four iron master, April. How do you pronounce your last name? I was going to say Maestesis. That's pr- close. It's Maestas. 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 Uh, she is in front of the camera, behind the camera, the trusted old amigo, the Wanster returns to action today. He's on the ones and twos. He's switching around. He's going from April to me to the Ephesians 320 painting. Over here, I like that we place product placement. We've got the new book coming out. It's coming out in two weeks. Two weeks from today. I can't wait. Two weeks from today. Uh, worried about everything because I pray about nothing, how to live with peace and purpose instead of stress and burnout. So, how long did it take you to come up with that title? Um, that's a great question. I do not know the answer to it, but once we found it, I was like, that's the title. It just hits. Yeah, because there was a lot of different... You know what? The original title was Pray About Everything. Oh. And it just didn't have the teeth and the... The umph. I just got a text message from Tampa, Florida, Tampa Bay, Florida. And my friend says to me, let me read this. This is Ontario. He uh, texts me. Uh, this is great. My wife said she feels attacked by your new book title. And he sent me a photo. Can we zoom in on this? Can we zoom in on it? And he sent me a photo of the Amazon page. So just, just for, this is truly a text that Ontario, so good. Ontario in my contact it says Ontario Potter's House because Ontario used to be the young adults at the Potter's House. Anyways, we're excited and we're very excited about the worried about nothing experience. Right. What do you think about this? I think that it is one of the most loaded, insane package sweepstakes things that I've ever seen. Like growing up on Disney Channel, there would be these yeah. like Disney sweepstakes. This 
like blows every single one I've seen out of the water. I think to me where it really wins is, you know, the, the flight is, that's cool. Hotel, thank God. Transportation, you know, all of that's amazing. Where it really wins is you get to have a lunch with Dr. Henry Cloud. Like, are we, yeah. what are we talking about? Our team is going to come and pray for you here. Your own special prayer time for whatever you're going through. We don't want you to worry about anything into the sweepstakes, go to the website. You never know if you're going to win. Hundreds and hundreds of people have already done this. I would like to, by the next podcast, say thousands and thousands of people have done this. But we're getting pretty close. Yeah. Uh, but make sure you also pick up this book for your group, for your family, for your friends, for coworkers. Uh, I did the audio last week, and I just could not be more passionate about this subject and the content of this book. It is life-changing material and as I was reading it, it was really helping me. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I wrote that a long time ago, and I need to hear that today. So we're very excited about the conference. Very excited about, sorry, the book, and very excited about Zoe Conference. Zoe Conference 2022. And we're just announcing. We're doing a little announcements to start mm -hmm. this. I kind of like it. It's yeah. natural flow here. We are doing a live leadership lean-in. A live leadership lean-in lunch. Lunch. Okay, so we have not done... A leadership lean-in that was live where people could a ticketed event that people mm -hmm. could come to since three years ago with Jensen Franklin Wow and I still get people that come to me and say I've listened to that leadership lean-in with Jensen Franklin so many times it's a classic go back and listen to this one it's a it's an all-timer but we're doing it again I have two special guests that are gonna join us make sure you get your registration for conference and come to the leadership lean-in lunch Yes, absolutely. Cannot miss that. Cannot. And I'm pretty sure we have limited spots available, right? Oh my gosh, yes. There's only 75 spots available yeah. for this lunch. We're making it very kind of just a private, intimate setting. Mm -hmm. and, and it'll just be, you know, Macy Gray, uh, The Wanster, uh, April, May, June, July, and myself. And we are going to have the time. Oh, come on, guys. We're having fun. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> Never heard that one before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like when people are like, you've got skinny legs. You've got chicken legs. And I'm like, never heard that one <laughs> yeah. before. Thanks, buddy. Hope that you're good luck trying to find your dad. <laughs> I do get that reference. Did everybody get that reference? that reference? Oh my God. Is that a classic? It's a classic. It was classic, yeah. That was a Norwal that said that, by the way. Mm -hmm. If you didn't know what creature Fun that was. <laughs> okay, let's get on with it. Okay, today. <laughs> Just some fresh leadership thoughts. I'm kind of in this flow right now where I'm just like, for leadership, Lena, I just want to tell you the leadership I'm learning. So I'm going to jump right in. Here we go. Fresh leadership thoughts for the summer. This is the month of July. We're having fun. By the way, sorry, last thing. Mm. Last month was the highest amount of downloads in the history of leadership, Lena, podcasts. So thank you to everyone that subscribes, listens, shares. We've never had bigger numbers yeah. than Aki, Iora right now so here we go um number one it's all about the group yeah can i emphasize this enough it's all about the group in in by the way god when he made his crew he developed tribes so this is old testament new testament jesus when he started his his leadership he started with a group so i just think it's always important that we understand the power of group um, that it is always about a group. We think it's about individuals, these people. It's all about the dynamic of the team. And I think that when you get the group, everything's good. But when you, you can lose a whole group. It's so like usually like in our field in church, like if the coffee team lead goes, 
Every, the whole group goes. If the worship leader goes, usually the whole worship. It's because it's about the group. And it's usually about one or two leaders within the group that carry all the influence and carry all the power. Um, I was thinking about this years ago. I read a book from John Maxwell. Mm. And he was talking about when he first started uh, pastoring, he had a church in Illinois. And he knew that if his small church, maybe a couple hundred people, he said if he wanted to make a major change in the church, he would go drive out to this one farmer's house, maybe bring him a steak or something. Classic. And if he could convince this one guy of the change that he wanted to make, he knew the whole church would follow whatever he thinks. Wow. So I always think it's important to understand, number one, groups are a good idea. They're a God idea. And within the group dynamic, you've got to find the key one or two players that really that if they're in, if they're bought in, the whole group's in. Mm -hmm. And if they're not in, if they're bought out, it will ripple a crazy amount of influence. I always think God gives influence to certain people. And when they love you, everybody loves you that, that, that was, is within their wake. When they're not in on you, everyone within their wake is out on you. One of my favorite sayings is, all the people that I love the most love the people that I love the most. Mm. In other words, like when, when the group is good and everybody loves who I love, we're winning. Yeah. Everything's easy. But when, when the group starts to, ah, there's rivalry, there's dissension, there's discord, there's a disconnect, so-and-so's unhappy, the ripple effect of that is crazy. So I think we have to always remember in leadership to look at the group. Right. And how is this person or that person affecting? It's like that old saying, one bad apple can spoil the whole bunch. Really what that saying really implies is one person can sway. One person can lead, lean in or lean out a whole group. And I think find the key players within your space. Connect with them. Lead with them. Help them. And understand that if you lose them, just be like, all right. I didn't just lose them. I lost 12. Right. Wow. And, and that's okay. Because I, in leadership, it's about becoming secure of going like, I'm not the main leader. Mm. Sometimes part of leadership is giving away influence and understanding like, it's okay that all these people come and are involved, not because of me, but because of them. Yeah. And that is how leadership works. Leadership works with being okay with all the influences within your world. All the dynamics. And I think when you're narcissistic, you think everybody's here for you. Everybody loves you. It's all about you. It's never about you. And it, it, quite honestly, it's more about those other key people that are holding this thing together. So I think it's always important just to go, it's all about the group. That's, that's crazy. And I think that it doesn't, like it applies to church, absolutely. But it can apply to any organization. It applies to family. Oh. With families within families, extended families. One family heads out. Well, yeah, think about that too. Like just a family, like there's always like, there's one child or there's one aunt or there's one, you know, a grandparent. They're the glue. Right. They're the chemistry starter and you lose them. Man, I'm telling you, it's just, I've seen it. And I, I'm just reminded right now, just, just to go back and, and really look at the groups within. So if God had 12 tribes, we, in our world, we probably have 12 tribes. Yeah. They're different different groups, different cliques. I, I, I think it's important, you know, to be okay with cliques. Mm. People serve within their clique. And once the clique goes, you got to go find a new one. Yeah. Because that clique's gone. That group, that crew, that, that tribe, they, they were all, you know, in. They were all bought in. They were about it. And now that group is not. Right. Usually it's, it, it's like it's a ripple effect. It's one, two, three, four. And it just... 
and that's fine. Mm -hmm. I think you, we, we have to, in leadership, understand the power of groups and the key way that God designed for groups to operate within the influence of that group. I think it's good. I don't think it's bad. I, don't, I think we should look at that going like, oh, that group went bad. No, there's times, there's seasons, it's fine. Yeah. But just understand the power and the dynamic of groups. Here's the next one. Uh, no one feels sorry for you. Yes. And I like this one because to me, I think leadership is about always understanding I'm not as big of a deal as I think I am. Sometimes we miscalculate and misjudge how important we are. And I think one of the, one of the key things that's going on in leadership right now is we actually are too confident. And we actually, I think a lot of leaders think that they're too important. Hmm. I don't think there's anybody sitting at home thinking about you. Right. And I, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but I just don't think you're that big of a, I think people are at home thinking about themselves. Absolutely. People are thinking about their bills and their kids and their, their gas money and, you know, making sure that they got new tires or their, you know, whatever it is, their vacation. You're not that big of a deal. And people don't feel sorry for you. Like people aren't going, you know, like, and if they do, it's a passing moment. So in other words, I think what's very important for leadership is that we understand, like, I'm not looking for people to feel sorry for me, but I am looking to serve and to feel bad for others Wow. or have compassion, have thoughtfulness, have empathy. That's true leadership. Um, brokenness and insecurity, manipulation always looks like, do you feel sorry for me? Do you, are you thinking about me? Right. And I think that's the, always the, the leader that always wants honor never gets it. Mm. The leader that always wants loyalty never gets loyalty. Yeah. The leader that always wants sympathy never gets it. Because leadership is never about us. It's always about others. It's always about adding. It's always about helping. One of my favorite quotes, in fact, this is number three. I think this is a really good one. If you, if you can catch this one, this will take you far. Number three, if you help enough people get what they want, you can have everything that you want. That's great. Because that's leadership. It's not about trying to get sympathy. It's not trying to garner loyalty. It's not trying to garner honor. If you can help enough people get what they want, I think you can have everything you want. Yeah. Because people are not thinking about us. They're not thinking about you. How can I help them? How can I serve them? What can I do? How can I make their life easy? If you got one or two of those people in your world, you are blessed. Mm -hmm. But the majority of people are thinking about themselves. And leadership is about going like, how can I help think about them? Yeah. If I lean into your world and I'm like, wow, April, how can I, is, how is your money? How's your relationships? How's your soul? How's your job at Warby Parker going? Hello, shout out to Warby. I'm a salt guy, but you get it. Um, but you know, it's like, if I lean into your world, right. if I lean into our people's space mm -hmm. and I'm like, I was thinking about you, I was thinking about your world, thinking about your kids, thinking about your money, thinking about, you know, you know, have you taken a break lately? That thoughtfulness, that intentionality, leadership is always about out. Yeah. If you help enough people get what they want, I really believe you can get everything that you want because you actually get it without, it's like, to me, it's if you refresh others, you're going to be refreshed. Yeah. It's a principle. It's a principle. If you give, it will come back to you, press down, shaking together. So it's all about first starting the world of the generous. What happens? It gets larger and larger. So never, never wonder or be sitting at home thinking, is anybody thinking about me? Right. Reverse it. Mm -hmm. Think about them. Yeah. And it's like when you encounter people who are stuck in that way of thinking, the sympathy, woe is me, how can I get what I need? When you encounter people like that, like you can tell it and it just leaves a bad taste in your it's mouth. It's a deterrent. It is. 
It's like that's not leadership and making that shift changes everything. Yeah, because I think, you know, at the end of the day, do I want sympathy from others or do I want sympathy from God? Wow. Because let's say you had sympathy for whatever I'm facing. Let's say it's Georgia, church, whatever it is. How far can that go? Right. It can't really heal my soul. Mm-mm. Even if I, if I were to try to garner that from somebody, I get it. Or, or praise. Praise from people so empty. So we, really what I'm, I'm looking for a human or attention from others to fill a void that they can, they're not wired to fulfill. So I've got to go to the main source. That's why I always think it's so important that you are a self-feeder as a leader. Mm. You feed yourself with good content, good thoughts, God's promises. You know, and out of that, that overflow of that, then I can lead. Yeah. Then instead of walking around looking for sympathy, looking for people to feel sorry, looking for people to help, looking for honor, looking for loyalty, it's like I got enough in me to like, boom, I can give honor, I can give loyalty, I can give help, I can add, I can be a blessing. I can. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. And if you help enough people get what they want, I'm just telling you, just watch. You have everything that you want. Yeah, because people want to follow a person like that because they want to be like that. That's it. Yeah, it's like the whole saying, people do not follow the competent person. They follow the confident person. And where does confidence come from? Confidence does not come from gaining. Confidence comes from giving. Wow. It's like, who's more blessed, the giver or the recipient? Mm. It's more blessed to give than it is to receive. And that's the principle Leadership is all about blessing. It's about adding. It's never about taking. They're about trying to manipulate, trying to gain, trying to garner. I just think what a weird way to live, trying to garner attention and garner loyalty. Give it away. Yeah. I love that one. Here's the next one. Hey, real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick. We've got some awesome sponsors. And we want to give them a quick shout out and acknowledgement. The Gospel Ninja goes away for one vacation (laughs) and you totally outdo him. And make his job look so easy. Let's go to the commercial. We'll be right back with number four. Let me just tell you, April, sometimes it can be hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel when you have high interest rate debt. And sometimes, furthermore, it can be even harder to ask for help. That's where... (laughs) That's where Upstart comes in. Upstart powered personal loans can help you pay down high interest debt all online with simple and easy to understand payment terms. This is the stuff that you got to get right now. Don't wait and check your rate today at upstart.com slash LLI. That's right. Get on there. Upstart.com slash LLI to check your rate today. Don't forget to use our URL. I've always liked that URL. It's a great three letters. URL just feels very strong and is a little nostalgic URL to let them know that we, and I'm talking about the Wanster, April, Mercy, Macy, Gray, me, and myself, Shad Beach, has sent you. Loan amounts will determine based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash, not to be confused with backslash. No. Upstart.com slash. It's very important. Slash like, you know, the guitar player. Go to upstart.com slash. L-L-I. All right. And then we have one from Abide, which if you don't know what Abide is, it is a Christian meditation app. And I've used Abide. I know I have a lot of friends actually who've used Abide. And it's so awesome because, I mean, anxiety is like one of the number one things that people deal with in, I think, all over the world, but also in this 
in the United States of America. But this app is the number one Christian meditation app and Abide users report less stress, lower levels of anxiety and depression, and have better sleep. And you can start your day with Abide daily meditation. They have night meditation, morning meditation, different, all sorts of different options for you for your personal lifestyle. And for a limited time, our listeners will get 25% off a premium subscription when you visit abide.co slash leadership. Um, and get get started now with that 25% off by downloading the Abide app at that same link, abide.co slash leadership. You'll get additional stories and meditations, premium music, soothing sounds, and more. That is a-B-I-D-E dot C-O slash leadership to download Abide app and get 25% off your premium subscription. Thanks, Abide, and thanks, Upstart. So you, that was flawless. Thank you. It's all about a good, smooth transition. Just kind of, you inch in there. I love that you keep on going away from I your know. mic. To try to, <laughs> <laughs> to look at you. If you're listening on audio, April can't seem to get her seat right so she doesn't I'm 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 short and so next time we'll These are we'll, very yeah these these okay. mics are incredibly placed for tall people. Yeah. Okay, number 4. It's not about hard work. It's about organization, clarity, preparation, connection and communication. So so you know, I think that one of the lies in this culture especially with leadership. I see this from all the people on social media. It's about hard work. I see all these people, especially on TikTok. Like, I don't know what your TikTok algorithm looks like, but mine is like a ton of crypto, a ton of leadership, a ton of golf. Mm. Like, I just, I, I, it, it knows me. Yeah. And one of the, one of the funniest things I see is that everybody's like into like these morning routines and like, it's the, it's the projecting of such hard work. Mm. Don't get me wrong, I love hard work, but I think that we have to like appropriately break down what does hard work look like it's like that remember that book that came out the four-hour work week right you, and i and I, I subscribe to some of that what I, what I think he's trying to say is you don't need to work harder you need to work smarter and what does hard work really look like to me it looks like these things organization clarity preparation connection and communication so you've got to go like okay I got to work hard at what? At, at my preparation for meetings, preparation for speaking, preparation for, you know, the day, for the week, for the next 30, 60, 90 days, whatever it is. I got to work hard at preparation. I got to make sure everything's clear. There's great clarity of vision, value, standards. Mm. I got to be an effective communicator. You can't be a good leader and a bad communicator. They just, they don't coexist. Totally. They're so incongruent. So I got to work on my communication. Is it effective? Uh, does it make sense? Uh, is it palatable? Um, what I'm trying to teach my boys all the time, it's not what you're saying. It's how you're saying it. Yeah. You can say this exact same thing in such a better way. So working on communication, working on how about your organization. The other day I was sitting down uh, with Natalie Narayan in an organization. She runs events. She's running our conference. She's a, she's a beast. Connect queen. She's the connect queen. She's insane. And And I was complimenting her. And she, I was, I was saying, you're so organized. You, you do such a great job of organization. She goes, well, my lid of organization is you. Wow. And I go, what, what, I go, what do you mean? She goes, I learned all my organization from you when she was an intern, you know, 12, 13 years ago. That's incredible. And, and I was thinking, 
I go, stop. You know, like, I don't look at myself as an organized person. You know, like, I can organize. But she's like, no, 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 you taught me organization and the value of it. And I was like, that is, I go, my ego can't handle that. I go, like, I go don't give me compliments <laughs> like that because you know I'm running the bank with that. You know I'm telling Julia that tonight. And now it made to the Leadership Leaning Podcast. Here we are. You yeah. heard it here first. To me, what she's saying is like what I was able to teach her years ago was the value of organization. She clearly has organiza- organizational skills that surpass yeah. mine. It's, it's a gift for her. But- it's a gift. But, I was, but I, what she's saying is you taught me how important it is to be organized with your calendar, with your time, you know, with your communication. It, it's all about organization. And so I think that's what hard work looks like. Mm. Hard work is not just being at the office. I'm working hard. I'm getting up early. Right. What are you working on? And if some of those things jump out to you that you're not good at, you need to put more time and effort into that. Yeah. Like connection with people. Maybe you can create Excel spreadsheets and you got text down and email down and you're you know, you fly through your inbox. That's great. But what about connecting? Wow. Because sometimes the hard work is actually taking time to have a coffee. Yeah. And connect with someone and be like, how are you doing? What's going on? What are you, what, what are you feeling? And so I think I love that we are in this eco of leadership and hard work. I love to work. I, I think for Julia, productivity is Julia's cocaine. Wow. It's amazing. That's her heroin. That's how she self-soothes is, is, is productivity. So I love hard work. It's how our world runs. Right. We, we open up our laptops on vacation because we like to work. Like we, we enjoy working. Yeah. But I don't think it's just about hard work. It's about knowing what hard work is for you. Yeah, totally. It's like anyone can have a gift. Anyone can have a duty. Anyone can have a talent. But it means nothing if you don't steward it, which is different from just like hacking at it. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I think that a lot of times we think that, you know, these people are like, they have superpowers and they can lift buildings. But I think that if you were probably look, get, get close to their life, you're like, oh, wow. I think they just are really good at knowing what only they can do. Yeah. 95% of my job, anybody could do. There's only a 5% that only I can do. Yeah. That's so funny. And I think that like with someone like you, it's like people see that 5%. People see that thing that only you can do and think, man, I want to be like that. But you're not going to be like that because they're not you, but it's the 95% that's going to get them to where they're them. Anybody could do it. Yeah. Anybody. And so I, th- I think it's, it's just about understanding what does hard work look. And I think hard work, we sometimes get it misconstrued because it does come in spurts where it is a lot of hours and it is heavy lifting and it is a lot of... You know, if you're writing a book or doing a movie or, you you know, you got a conference or some, you know, so there is spurts of that where it's a lot of hours. But if you're in the in the lifestyle of it, it shouldn't be like, oh, my gosh, it's so much hard work. I think if you're living that way, you're probably working harder than smarter. Mm. And we got to make an adjustment there. Here's the last one. Final one for today. Uh, pain plus reflection equals progress. I love this one. This is a principle um, I read a book years ago, uh, Ray, I forget his last name. I think it's Delio. Uh, he wrote a book called principles. This is one of my favorite ones. Pain plus reflection equals progress. So it's not pain equals progress. We all go through pain. We all face trouble. We all face hardship. We all face disappointment. We've all gone through failure. It's pain plus reflection because it's in the reflection. It's that old saying in, in, in hindsight, there's 2020 vision. 
So when I look back, I can see, oh, that's what was happening. That's where I went wrong. I shouldn't have said that. I missed it there. So it's pain plus reflection. You got to get good at reflecting in order to grow. Yeah. You got to get good at going like this. These are the four things I do different. It's pain plus. We all want progress, but progress is not promised. If you don't have that reflection time, you're going to repeat the same mistakes and just go round and round the mountain. Wow. You just go like, and, and, and the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So I think we got to, we got to add in reflection. Yeah. And reflection time to me is about being raw and honest and vulnerable and very transparent with myself about where did I go wrong? Where did I miss it? What do I need to improve? What do I need to fix? How can I get better from this? What am I learning? What's my takeaway? Mm. If you're going through problems and you're not taking away truths, you're missing out. Don't, it's that old saying, never waste a crisis. That's great. Never waste a crisis. We all go through crisis. We all go through, through, through trauma and drama. We all go through issues. Don't waste that pain. Yeah. Pain plus reflection equals progress. That's so crazy. And I think that a lot of people view the reflection sometimes is how they view rest. Like, oh, it's unnecessary. Like, oh, I don't need that. Like, I can just keep going. Right. But you can't without that, that, the rest, the reflection, the refuel, it centers you. Yeah. And I, and I think like, okay, like it's pretty expensive to not learn from your mistakes. Right. It's pretty, ex I mean, it's just like, how much are you willing to pay? Like, I just think you got to always take away and just go like, dang, it's that whole thing. You know, like in six months, we're going to sit down, uh, mercy me, the monster, uh, April, May, June, July, we're going to sit down and, 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 and we're going to go like, um, I was an idiot a year ago, but, oh, to, yeah. but today, man, I got it figured out. The reason why we feel that way is because we can look back in hindsight and go like, well, I was an idiot six months ago. I was missing it, man. How dumb was I? So the only reason why we can say that is because we can see things clear. I think you got to have some reflection. Your pain plus reflection equals progress. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Leaning. This is, we're almost getting to the 80s. Right. 70. Today, I think it's 74. 74. 74. Subscribe, like, comment, share this podcast. Let everybody know you are leaning into the subject of leadership just to get a little bit better.